Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Manager Therapy. I'm your host, Rich Owens, and Happy New Year. Welcome. It's 2023. New Year, probably the same old us. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined uh, by my wonderful friends uh, for the first time this year. It's the FM team. It's Kev. It's Jebaru. Look at their beautiful little faces. Um, if you're listening to this, you can't, but if you're watching it, you can. Wonderful, wonderful people. Um, Kev, how are we, mate? I've missed you terribly. I've missed you fantastically. Um, <laughs> I've done it better than you. What can I say? Um, anybody that's listening to this rather than watching it, you've definitely made the right choice, can I say? But um, yeah, I'm good. I'm really good. Happy New Year to you officially, even though we've, um, you know, mm -hmm. text spoke occasionally and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, really good festive season, really good start to the new year. Mostly we'll talk about FM later. But other than that, all great. Thank you. Really happy to be back. Good. And it's it's lovely to have you back. Um, this is going to sound really weird, and I promise it's a compliment. Um, we were watching um, some New Year's festivities uh, at a friend's house um, over the festive period. And um, there was there was a guy on the TV who was described by one of my friends as like the human equivalent of a therapy dog. And it got me thinking, I was like, is there anybody who would actually be beneficial to people's mental health in real life? And then after a few drinks, I was like, I was convinced that if I phoned the NHS and said, look, if you started like getting GPs to prescribe half hour weekly chats with Kev, just about anything, <laughs> everybody would just feel better. Like I realized that when I've been feeling a bit grumpy, it's because I've just not properly sat down and spoken to Kev for a couple of weeks. So mate, I'm delighted to be sat here with you this you, morning. You, um, you, need, you need to have a conversation with my wife because she'll give you a whole <laughs> different perspective. <laughs> so, no, it's different <laughs> at home. He's only 95% as nice as he is on the internet. Oh, it's, it's, it's hell. It's hell. Um, and, and, and an equally lovely person. Um, Jeb, you're here and I'm delighted. How are you, mate? How's it going? Yeah, I'm not so bad. I wonder where you're going with that New Year's story. I thought you were going to bring up Gabrielle was on Jules Holland and I thought of you immediately. I thought that's where <laughs> I was going to go. I thought we were going to go, dreams can come true. We're going to go all the way down the line. Give it a little more time, you know. It might get there. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. Good. It's uh, Saturday morning, so we've mm. had, we had a busy, busiest week already doing playoffs. Myself and Kev, obviously Kev, mm -hmm. Kev on the panel. Myself doing stuff in the background and then doing drafts and crafts. So got a busy weekend ahead, but I think I'm really been looking forward to getting back on the the FM team, bringing back our lovely podcast loveliness. I think that's that's where we are. But lovely mm -hmm. to see you as well. I hope you're well. You're well at oh, all. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's just I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the silence. Um, you know, having two and a half weeks off with a very, very young family over Christmas time, it can get a little bit noisy. So um moments like this are an absolute joy. I shut the door to my little office and I know that for at least the next hour to an hour and a half, nobody's gonna come and ask me for a snack. So I'm 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 living my best life my absolute best life. I, I think that's our opportunity to go for one in it, Jeb, and just yeah, yeah, can the have small a snack children of the yeah, Can you get a snack? Are we finished no, yet? Are we there yet? No, yeah, Rich, yet? Rich, can we have a snack? <laughs> snack uh, no, you didn't eat your breakfast. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I did eat my breakfast, how dare you. <laughs> I had Cocoa Pops, like a full-time full, <laughs> full -time adult I am. 
<laughs> yeah, Cocoa Pops are Rice Krispies, but for people who can't handle reality. There you go. That's half a peep show quote. Enjoy. Um, there we go. Well, it's lovely to be back. It's lovely to be back. Um, but the reason that we're here, fundamentally the reason that we're here, you know, we talk FM, we have a good time, we 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 have we have some fun. Um, we we enjoy virtual spreadsheets. But before we get going, um, I think collectively we would just like to acknowledge the fact that unfortunately it's been a bit of a sad start to the year in terms of real life football. Um, news has broken recently that uh, unfortunately we, we've lost one of the greats, uh, Gianluca Luca Vialli, uh, unfortunately passed away. Um, earlier this week and uh it's a bit rubbish really i think collectively uh we as a community a lot of the old members of the community you know we we grew up watching you know be it 90s italian football be it kind of that late 90s premier league era where you know we had, we had played like viali at chelsea uh, obviously he was prolific at playing clubs like sampdoria and juventus um and it's just a bit of a sad one it's just hit home a little bit so collectively i think from all of us here at fmt uh, we'd just like to, uh, you know, shout out Gianluca Vialli. We, what a, what a guy, what a player, um, you know, rest in power. Um, I mean, fellas, is, is, do either of you have any, you know, special Gianluca Vialli memories? As I say, you are, of a, you know, we're all of a similar kind of age in our mid-twenties. Um, but, you know, I think we, we, we've seen enough clips, shall we say, definitely not live, definitely not live, um, of, of, of the great Gianluca Vialli. Um, it's, it's a bit of a rubbish one, isn't it, fellas? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I, I think if anyone could define a shirt, it's John Luca Vialli. I think John Luca Vialli and Roberto Mancini. That Sampdoria blue ERG mm. with the stripe. It, that that was the shirt that I always remembered Vialli in. Obviously, off mm. clips off YouTube because I'm 24 years old. We've been, we've been over this many times. But it's yeah, that that kind of defined it that way. And, and I think one of the things that I, I, I said earlier, and I think I said in a couple of private chats, I never thought Graham Sooners would get me emotional, but his tribute to him was wow. Yeah, like, mm. Graham Sooners, yeah, he obviously played with him to the tail end of his career when he went over to Italy, and John Luca was 20 years old, I think, at the time. But like I said, I think he just basically honoured the man rather than the footballer of just what a wonderful person he was. And I think there was, you just ended up, I kind of ended up going on a clip like wormhole yesterday. And then I think it was the Mancini and Viali hugging after they won the Euros. Wow. Wow. Yeah. The, the emotion that's there. It's, uh, he was a fantastic striker. He was a fantastic footballer and by all accounts and a wonderful, wonderful human being. Yeah. I mean, I, I was there for, um, you know, uh, Channel 4. Italian football many, many years ago with James Richardson and all that kind of crowd doing it uh, and watching the the Italian Serie A kind of probably for the first time at that moment, really, for me. I hadn't paid too much attention to it before that in, in much of a way. Uh, but the likes of Viali were just an incredible talent. Uh, you know, these days we, we look more on the fact that he's been uh, obviously in management here in uh, England in a couple of different positions and other bits and pieces. But he was just first and foremost a really fantastic striker. Uh, got a lot of goals because he was a really, really fantastic striker. Um, but then the, for me, the thing that I think is worth really honing in on at the moment is that you don't get many people that um, across the divides of football and all the tribalism of football just get universally loved. There are going to be some people that pass away that some fan bases think 
yeah, but he was a pain in our backside or whatever because he was good against us or whatever. Viali was just seemingly a really lovely guy. And of course, we don't know that firsthand, but it's what you can tell of the guy whenever you see him speak, whenever anybody else speaks about him now in this kind of moment. Really lovely guy. And this is the other thing that it's really worth us on the internet providing uh, a podcast like we do, really remembering that this is a guy with family as well. He's not just an icon figure that's way detached and over there. This was a guy. He had a life. He had people that loved him. And, you know, they're, they're obviously mourning his loss, but he had a, a real, real big battle, didn't he, with cancer before he died, basically, which was the cause of it all. Um, and he seemingly uh, tried to fight as hard as he could against it because that's the type of personality he was. That was the expression that other people have said. So, yeah, fair play to him. As you say, rest in power, Mr. Viali. It's very sad, um, but he will live pretty much eternally, won't he, because of what he did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. As, as, as I think Jeb quite rightly said, he's, you know, spoken of so highly um, by, I, I think, ev- ev- every clip, every soundbite that I've seen um just respected and and well loved so um not the greatest start to the year in that respect but as you say i I think the legacy will live on there so uh Gianluca Viali what a guy what a player what a wonderful human being um from the from 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 the sadder to I guess the slightly more cheerful to the slightly more cheerful um, football manager. Remember that game that we all played that sometimes we have a good time playing? Um, we've all been playing bits and pieces of it, uh, both on and offline recently, uh, on stream, off stream, however you want to play the game. Uh, enjoy it your way. Um, not like Burger King. That would be weird. You can't eat football manager, Rich. That's a terrible, terrible segue. How dare you? You can't eat football manager. Um, but we're all playing it. We're all enjoying it in, to, to some extent. Um, Kev. Um, we haven't heard from you about your kind of Ukrainian saga for a little while. Um, the, the journey home, uh, the homeward bound. Um, how is it going in the Ukraine for you at the moment, pal? So that will be the podcast for this week. Good to catch up with you all. I'll see you <laughs> next week. It'll be fine. I think, to be honest, Rich, I think with uh, the chat about Viali leading into my stuff, we've gone from the sublime to the ridiculous is the way that I describe <laughs> it. So I am. Just let me give a very, very brief um, overhaul of everything. So I'm doing the Homeward Bound Challenge, starting Ukraine, trying to get my way back to England. The only way that I get back to England is if I win the league of the country I'm in, it enables me to go over the board into the next country along the journey to get back to England. Shortest route is Ukraine, Poland, Germany into France to use the Channel Tunnel to get back into England. The catch is if I don't win the league in three seasons in the country I'm in, I have to go out of the country sideways, not forwards towards England and change the trajectory of the journey. We had the third season in Ukraine yesterday as we're speaking here on my live stream. The finish of season three. Second season, I finished second to Shakhtar by about 15 points in the end. Second half of the second season was genuinely dreadful from my perspective, and they battered me. This time round, most of the season, we were right there. On goal difference, uh, lots of points along the way, we were top of the table. We didn't play our two games against them until quite late in the season because one of them got pushed back because of European uh, clashes. So it meant that it was all sort of up in the air and up for grabs still quite late on. So uh, with about four games to go yesterday, 
We started up the stream and we were three points behind them. Uh, but if we could find a way that they lose points, we would win it on goal difference if we remained perfect. That was the plan. We played them in the cup final and lost to them on penalties, which was really frustrating. My central defender dribbled a shot towards the goalkeeper and he picked it up off the floor and said, thank you very much. And that was the end of the penalty shootout. And so we lost the Ukrainian cup final. We got to the last day of the season in pretty much the same circumstance that we started the stream on. Three points behind Shakhtar Donetsk. We are Dynamo Kiev. We had a better goal difference than they had. We drew both of our games against them in the league. So head-to-head kind of goes out the window. It becomes on goal difference. We had to win and they had to lose. At about half time, Shakhtar Donetsk were 4-0 down to Dnepro. And my chat was just bouncing over the thought, all we need is one goal and we've got this in the bag. There's, this is ridiculous. How have they fallen so far in this particular game? So Dnepro, God bless them, 4-0 up half-time. Then it went to 4-1 and we got slight murmurings of interest over the fact that it was 4-1. 4-2 got a few more murmurings of interest from the chat that it was now 4-2 to Dnepro over Shakhtar. Then I think it was around that point, we went 1-0 down ourselves to Vorskla, uh, who uh, were sitting in third position. So we had a tricky game, but then Dnepro were in fourth for Shakhtar. In the end, Rich, it finished 4-4 in the Shakhtar game, and I lost 1-0 and could not get my team to work at all, and we lost the league by four points. And my chat has a lovely time. What can I tell you? They they enjoyed themselves <laughs> immensely. And I'm so thrilled as a streamer. My only real uh, reason for being is to create fun and entertainment for my chat whilst I'm having a heartbroken moment in the corner, basically. I left the stream afterwards and I just sat in my chair for a, a good couple of minutes going, I don't know what happened. I don't know how we lost that. I don't know why my team didn't show up. I don't know how Shakhtar came back from 4-0 down to get back to 4-4. But all I do know is that I now have to stay in Ukraine until I win this damn league with Dynamo <laughs> Kiev. And then I can't move forward towards Poland. I have to move sideways to Romania, which adds at least one or two countries onto my journey time to get back to England. So by 2027, maybe FM 27, we might get back to England. Who knows? But for now, we're staying in Ukraine and I'm thrilled about it. <laughs> and you can tell you can you can tell you can genuinely tell um i was one of the people in kev's chat yesterday um you know keeping up with the final games of the season uh unfortunately uh unfortunately i had to leave the stream at half time in the final game of the season it's why i and lost exactly exactly um my, my presence is uh is is helpful i find it's not i, I, I ask my partner she'll, she'll tell you it's absolutely not um but i left watching uh you struggling to find you know struggling to score but also knowing that uh Shakhtar were four nil down i was like he's got it in the bag he's absolutely got it in the bag and then i just kept kept checking the social media over the next couple of hours you know i was expecting a hey we've done it we're moving on we're we're, we're, we're on to our next country and then it didn't come and I started to started to panic a little bit. And then we had a catch up this morning that I found out exactly what happened. 
I oh, was really, heart. really sad, Rich. <laughs> and that's really sad over a bunch of dots on a screen. But that's what FM can still do to you as Jeb mm-hmm. has a party in his background going. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, 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 somebody just followed me on Twitch, you know, just because we've grown <laughs> a podcast. Someone's dropped me a follow on Twitch. There you go. Jeb, Thank yeah, you. Jeb's having a the I'm streaming now. I'm, yeah, I'm actually streaming now at the same time. Like, you don't realise I've got a full chat in here. Uh, but, but I was going to actually say, Kev, You've got obviously the FM twenty. If if it goes where it goes, and you're still, let's say, you've made it to Switzerland or something like that by the time FM twenty four goes on, mm-hmm. is that homeward bound challenge going to carry on until you get back? Is that how that's going to work, or are you going to come with something new? What what's, I, what's I, the I, idea? Thinking that, please God, no. Um, <laughs> 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 I don't know. I mean, you know, if if I'm still sitting here in October and I'm either still in Ukraine or I've gone backwards somehow and I'm in some far-flung obscure place miles and miles and countries and countries away from England, then, yeah, probably we'll go over to the match engine of FM24, load up the same country that we're in and try and get back to England. I guess I have no idea. <laughs> but I just want to go home. I just want to go home, Jeb. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was now knowing this, I mean, I can't ever put myself in a position where, you know, you, you, you're playing in some, any kind of competition in football manager and, and going to the last day of the season and, you know, needing a win and, and not managing to pick one up against a team that you'd potentially be fancied against. I've never experienced that. So, you know, I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't possibly give you uh, any kind of insight on what that feels like. That's definitely never happened to me. <laughs> Um, please don't go back and watch any previous episodes of this podcast to, uh, to confirm or deny if that's ever happened. Couldn't be me. Couldn't possibly be me. Um, Andy but... Carroll. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry, cough. You, you, horrible cough you've got there. You need to get that checked out by uh, a legitimate doctor. Um, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, but as you rightly say, mate, it's it's on the one hand, on the one hand, it's very very sad uh, to have you know come so close. But on the other hand, as, as you say. It's just more. It's just more wonderful Ukrainian content for you. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited. I'm. I'm enjoying the journey, even though it's. Even though it's tricky. I'm enjoying the journey. I'm enjoying the narrative. I'm enjoying the storytelling aspect of it. So you know, I, I hope you find your way home eventually. I really, really, <laughs> really do. Um, and I hope you don't lose your house keys on the way because that'd be really frustrating. Finally that get would. back. Ah, oh, shocker. Emergency. My, my wife will have changed the locks. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you get in the dining room table is clear oh but she looks really happy oh sad times um mate uh, long may it continue but hopefully not too long let's put it that way now normally we only do one save update a week but but uh before we went live jeb did give us a, a very very brief update of, of what's been happening with him over in italy um go on mate it's a good one it's far too good to not not talk about this week yeah, so Eduardo Vigani, I think we've spoken about before, I mean, Sierra B were top now, I think by three points, about 20 games. It just hit the January transfer window. Vigani's got 69 goals. You can say nice if you want to in 56 games. So it's gone really well. And then all these French clubs start sniffing around him and like, oh, this is going to go well. And then I basically just go, right, his transfer value is about two million. I'm just going to put it up to five. Somebody comes with a five million bid straight away. The board goes, yep, accept. Off he goes. He leaves. I'm like, I don't actually have a backup striker in any shape or form. So I'll have a look around. The best part is with, with him selling five million, the club was in six million of debt. They've reduced my wage budget. They've done everything along those lines. As soon as we sold him, 
all the finance problems are solved. Here you go, have a load of money spending the transfer window. I was like, no, I'm going to carry on. I'll have a look in the free transfer market. Who's a reasonably good striker? Oh, who's this young whippersnapper? Oh, that's it. Zlatan Ibrahimovic at 42 years old, available on a free. I think I did try to sign him when I was in Serache, but didn't really work out, obviously. But I decided, I'll go. I'll offer him a contract, see who he wants. Oh, he wants 525 pounds a week which works out at twenty seven thousand pounds a year so a graduate starting wage in london that's what zlatan wants to come and play for me <laughs> and we left it at that so he's gonna come in and i'm, I'm sure i'm gonna have an update on how zlatan takes me to syria maybe or he gets sent off and does all sorts of nonsense who knows one or the other but yeah that's that's where the update is zlatan could be coming to pescara I love that. And and for, for a pittance as well, as you say, it's, you yeah. know, he, he'll be playing up front for you and he's also uh, got qualifications um, in administration. So he could probably do something in the back office as well <laughs> uh, for 27 grand a year. I'd expect that. I love that. I absolutely love that. Eight, you know, journeyman striker, Italian football, like they, it's just a match made in heaven, isn't it? It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. You, you can tell uh, from Zlatan's perspective that he's basically in his own mind helping some lowly team out and being charitable somehow or something to be able to uh, employ the mighty Zlatan even at 42. <laughs> I think I think that's that's a pretty good analogy for Zlatan's opinion on every team he's ever <laughs> played for. But his, his attributes are still there. Obviously, his pace and accelerations are there, but he's still got 20 natural fitness. He's still got 19 and 17 on, on finishing and composure. So I'm just like, just feed, feed Zlatan and he'll score, hopefully. I think I think you're on to a winner there, mate, if I'm honest with you. I can't I can't see I can't see any holes in that plan. I think that's <laughs> going to work out tremendously for you. Um because if I'm honest with you, pal, if I'm honest with you. When it comes to decision-making tactics and all those wonderful things in Football Manager, obviously we could all play against the computer and we all know the computer cheats and is far too clever. Um, when it comes to playing against real-life human beings, however, when it comes to playing against real-life human beings, I know last time we spoke on pod, uh, Jeb, you had, you know, you, you completely outshone me. I crashed out of a tournament and, and you'd qualified for the finals of one. Um I think since we last sat down and spoke on pod, you've you've played in the finals of a, of a certain competition. And how did it go? It was all right. You know, yeah. came home with a trophy. Just <sighs> casually scored 10 goals in one semi-final leg. You know, not of, nothing major. No, went really, really well. Uh, I ended up with, I think it was eighth pick. And I just, uh, after what we saw with the... Uh, after what we saw with Path to the Playoffs and Stick and Hakimi being broken on the right wing, I thought, right, I'm going to take this a step further because Stick played him as a defensive winger. I went, nope, going full inverted winger on attack. <laughs> and my word, did it work. He finished it with really six did. goals, six goals, no, no, six assists, four goals, and an 8.27 average rate, and he was unbelievable. I also drafted Cal Hanoglu, who uh, I think AJ got given as a gift he didn't use incorrectly. He was brilliant for me. And Barry Aspas is probably one of the best poachers I've ever used because <laughs> I think he scored an average from an average of about four yards every single time, but he scored lots of goals. We came up against Moza in our first game, obviously coming up against a gaffer of the playoffs, somebody who technically my boss and seasoned, vets, seasoned veteran in drafting. Yeah, destroyed him 3-1. It was really easy for us to get done. Uh, 
then we played Brofist, who was who's obviously over in the Ukraine. He beat me two one, but then his internet went completely, so unfortunately he couldn't make it any further in the tournament. Uh, his internet and power and everything went, so is a little bit of a tainted title. Uh, I've said to him, I said I'm very much looking forward to playing you again because he, I think he won all of his group games. He just couldn't quality couldn't qualify for the semi-finals, so they had to draft in uh, Limo instead. Uh, next group game, 4-2, we beat Wald, and they went through to the semi-final. AJ beat us in the first leg, 2-1, and then the second leg, we changed it up, went a little bit more attacking, targeted a few of his players a little bit more, and we brought in, we had uh, Martin as uh, the the Lissandro, the Man United version of Martin, as we had him in at centre-back, but we actually moved him to be a half-back instead. With my assistant manager kindly sat on the side of my chat. Kev just sat above <laughs> me. Uh, he said, why not move to Paul just a bit further forward and get him to do up and down box-to-box midfield? So we got him to do that as well. And we moved Aspas over and just over a little bit so Kalanoglu could get through on the channels as his support striker. And we went 4-0 up within about 20 <laughs> minutes. And some say AJ threw the game after that, but I don't believe it. Taking David De Gea off for a central defender isn't throwing the game. I mean, that, that David De Gea was having a terrible game, so he needed to take him off. So that that's what he did. So we won that leg 10-1, which obviously changed things a little bit, but it was it just kept worked out really nice. And then into the final, we played Gavin, who we played in the group stage as well. We beat him there, and we beat him again. It was, yeah, it was 4-2 win. It was quite comfortable in the end to Paul Kalanoglu uh, Gonzalo Martinez as well scored two absolute worldies on both volleys uh, one coming from one side into the, the box one from the edge of the area as well and even like the backup cast came in and it was quite nice it was really satisfying I was kind of a bit in shock I was like how have I got here and how am I all the way here but it's definitely down to Hikimi. Hikimi as a winger is completely broken in this game because he just has all those those attributes that just bring it all together really nicely. And he, he can have a score or he can feed Barry Aspas or Kalanoglu, whichever way it goes, and it just worked out perfectly. And we are now the reigning, defending, undisputed Road to Legends champion. Yeah, you are. Congratulations, mate. That is on... on delighted for you genuinely delighted for you um i was watching some of the uh, I, was, I was i was dipping in and out the streams um i was watching some of the scores come in via social media um and when i saw the when i saw the first leg of the semi-final result come in against aj i was like oh this 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 could be tricky this could this could be tricky um you know i've, I've played aj a couple of times in drafts and i was like he's, 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 he knows what he's doing uh and then when i saw the second leg score i was like something has happened something yeah. this yeah this this, this yeah okay. and, I, and i think as i said that 10-1 it feels a bit tainted as well because it it takes momentum really more than anything else it takes the momentum mm. of my squad they've won 10-1 against gavin who i think he, he i think he's great i think he won by one goal in the end getting through to the his fight into the final himself so it's it, a little bit tainted that way he might have had a little bit more momentum on that side but i can't decide what happens with other players unfortunately no, no, and I think regardless of any of that, you know, it's it, it, does, does anybody else who was taking part in that competition have the trophy, or is that no, just, exactly? Is that just, there you go, there yeah. you go. Yeah. That, that, a win's a win in my book. A win's a win. Congratulations, mate. Congratulations. Um, it's, it's 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 lovely, lovely, isn't it? You know, I don't I don't like to use the term shared success 
but you know, it's it's I, I, I feel like I feel like I'm just enjoying some of it. It's it's lovely. It's lovely. I appreciate that. And obviously, Kev is your assistant manager as well. Um, what a formidable <laughs> duo the two of you make. Um, imagine, imagine if you entered a draft competition together. Imagine if you did that. Oh, that would be. Yeah, no. Imagine if we did. Imagine. Oh wait, we imagine. did. Yeah, we oh, did. No. Yes. No, yeah, we, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we took part in tag team turmoil. We uh, did. We had a nice conversation for the day before. We we had to try and uh, no, we got told the stipulation. And Kev, mm-hmm. can you remind me of what the stipulation was? Because I've forgotten what it was. Uh, it, oh, it was the top was five it? nations it, that weren't it that were in the. World so, Cup that weren't the big five leagues. It was yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was about representatives uh, from the leagues in the World Cup. So it was the top five leagues that have got the most players at the World Cup, negating the actual top five. So no England, no Germany, no France, all that kind of stuff. So in the end, we had the likes of MLS, Saudi Arabia, uh, Mexico. Was it Poland? Guitar. Qatar and I don't know what the other one was. Yeah, something like that anyway. Yes. (laughs) So that was the stipulation. And and so the way that the tag team turmoil works is that the two of you in two separate draft um, uh, groups, you have to pick the same squad as each other. So Jeb is sitting in one draft with... Uh, one half of the opponents. I'm sitting in the other half with the other half of the opponents and Jeb and I have to pick the same squad and then after that we can do what we like individually with those squads but we have to pick the same players. So there were one or two moments where that was a bit problematic. There was one specific pick where Jeb was saying, look for this guy, look for this guy, he's this guy, this guy and I was spelling it wrong looking for him and couldn't find him and I literally found him and clicked on his name with one second remaining and that's no word of a lie it was that close and I was uh, that took about four years off my life I think trying to figure that and why I couldn't find this damn player and where was he in my um, draft um, setup when Jeb has already picked him or whatever so but other than that I think we actually did reasonably well working on the fly. Uh, we'd got a, a section uh, of a, a spreadsheet together about you know who we wanted and, and what that was going to look like. And it, it worked out pretty well in terms of the actual drafting itself, wouldn't you say, Jeb? Yeah, I think we ended up with four players that weren't on the, the list. But I think uh, strikers all went really quickly, we found, mm-hmm. after we, we picked out Gonzalo Martinez first just because the success and he could do free kicks, he could do crossing, he can do corners as well. So that set piece was always going to be important to us. Mm-hmm. So then we were looking for strikers and all the big ones went. Uh, Gignac was probably the, the the jewel in the crown that we wanted. It wasn't going to happen. So we, we, we found a couple of others to to bring in instead. And it was, uh, I think, goalkeepers, we... we the budget was too large for the actual pool. So we, we still had 20 million left. So we just went for, right, you're an expensive goalkeeper. You seem quite reliable. And if you don't work out, you're an expensive goalkeeper and you seem quite reliable. So we had two, we had, we had a potential to alternate goalkeepers really easily for us. And uh, Brahimi, the player that you can find, I think he was about 27 million, but he was just there and he could cover a wide range of places. But he started badly for me and then played really well for me but i think you had an absolute nightmare didn't you with him kev yeah i couldn't get i couldn't get anything out of him at all it just didn't work i've changed his position a couple of times but then we, we had a number of players that were able to play in a couple or two or three different positions and so 
moving those little jigsaw pieces around and trying to find the right combination of him in central midfield, but him on the left or vice versa, etc. It, it, it sort of changes where you actually find the success. And ultimately, we both started in the same formation of 4-2-3-1 and independent of each other, both finished in the same formation of 4-4-2, basically, when the 4-2-3-1 wasn't quite as successful as it should have, uh, that we expected it to be, let's say. Uh, and we had to find a way to just be a little bit more potent. Um, and I can't, it, it kind of worked out. I mean, Ben Teke was the guy, wasn't he, Jeb? Ultimately, yeah, yeah. wasn't really in the starting plans, but came into it and using him and his physicality as a thing to work off in that sort of final third became a thing. But the other thing was, I mean, we chose Martinez on the right wing primarily for me anyway, because he was going to be our Hakimi replacement because we couldn't get Hakimi because he wasn't in the player pool. Uh, So we chose Martinez as our number one pick. We got first pick in the draft, took him. And he was great for me. He worked really well, got a bunch of goals, a couple of assists, got two two or three double goals in games, etc. So really had a big impact. Same for you, Jeb? Uh, no, because basically <laughs> I started off dreadfully. I lost my first three games and then turned it around and won my, I think I won the next, next three. But it was, yeah, unfortunately, I got FM'd on two of the games and then I played Limo and something went wrong and he scored four near-post corners against me. And then I had to look into my thingy and Gonzalo Martinez at five foot eight was marking a tall player. So that's probably where that went wrong. <laughs> check your set-piece tactic. Just double-check who's marking who. So obviously his rating went down that way. But he started to come into it. But like I said, he wasn't amazing. But Ben Teke, he's got strength, he's got head in, he's got jumping reach, and he'll just hold the ball up for you. He may not finish, he may not score all the goals with his feet, but in the in that actual player pool, he was the strongest, uh, best header, header, yeah, of of the ball that there was in in the pool, and that just worked perfect as a target forward. You just put somebody alongside him or someone to feed off it, and it worked really well. He ended up with an average of seven point six one for me. Off, he played all seven games in the end, be it sometimes coming off the bench, but he did start five of them as well. Uh, other players, the Bohemia got a tune out of eventually coming off the left wing. And then the the one thing that was really strange, my fullbacks were terrible. Like I played them as wing back on support, exactly the same as, as Kev was playing, exactly the same fullbacks. Kev got a tune out of them and I didn't. It was it was very strange. And I think there was a number of instances that across the tag team turmoil on both sides of the divisions. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a strange thing watching two sets of the same players perform so differently against similar oppositions in a lot of ways because you know they're doing the same thing. One that has got they've both got the same team as each other, but you get such different results all over the place, which is you know that speaks into the randomness of FM quite a lot and and how difficult it is to sort of pseudo control the game. It's kind of really hard to do. Uh, I, lo- I learned one really valuable lesson, actually, and it's worth pointing this one out, I think, especially if you're a new drafter and you go into some of these competitions. Because uh, I'm not. I've got a bit of experience. Not a lot, but a bit. I've come back into drafting having had a bit of a break, which is great. Uh, but halfway through one of my games, I made the error of being flustered enough about where I was in the actual match and how it was going or not going at the point. that I made a couple of changes in terms of substitutions but I didn't pause the game to do them. I went in and I made my substitutions at three different points within the space of three minutes of each other. And then late in the game, 
the game turned against what I was doing and I was now down and I wanted to go in and bring in that second striker up front and change up the 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 way that we play completely in the formation. And now, of course, I couldn't bring anybody else on because I'd used my three substitution points in the second uh, moments in the second half because you can make five changes, but only in three particular spots in the game. And normally in my own saves, I pause all the time and go into my tactics page to make my substitutions and work them properly and all that stuff. And I just got flustered and didn't do what I was supposed to do. And it actually cost me um, a few points in that particular moment, which was a real valuable lesson to actually just keep control of what you normally do and do those things well, even in this kind of context where you're chatting to the uh, person you're against or whatever it might be. Uh, so valuable lesson there. Uh, but ultimately, we did OK. You know, first time out as a new tag team, I think we did OK. Um, uh, I finished in fourth. I think you finished fifth, did you, in your group, Jeb? Uh, I think I finished. I think we both finished fourth. We finished OK, fourth so overall, overall so, we finished yeah. fourth overall in, in the tournament itself and learned a bunch. Um, would happily at any point do it again if I could, personally. I thought it was good fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, just figuring out those stipulations and exactly how your squad fits together is one thing that we can work on a little bit. Um, but yeah, great fun. Again, it's another moment to say, if you're not involved in drafting and you're thinking about it, just do it. Apply for these things. You never know when you might get in. Sometimes you're not going to, there's a lot of people that want to play it and that's okay, but it's great fun if you can get in. And it's interesting with the, the meta with PVP as well. That's, that's. 4-2-3-1 seems to be quite common with people, but, but I think that 4-2-4 or the 4-4-2 with the high wingers, that seems to be coming back. And that's that's mm. that's championship manager two stuff for me. <laughs> I mean, that's what I used to play all the time on there. So maybe oh. maybe that's coming back like the, the old school type of way. And I think I think even in the, the upcoming playoffs, obviously they've already happened by the time you hear this, but I know there's a few people going for that four up front, uh, going going all mm. the way with it. Uh, mm. I think the other thing that you, you said as well it is really important to pause it because if you don't actually pause the game, you, you can't make the, those substitutions will just disappear if something else happens in the game. I had that frustration about three or four times. It's mm. it's just those little differences between playing a normal save and playing PvP because obviously it just can, the game continues on regardless unless you actually click pause. Yeah. And then also the amount of times I sat there and just like, come on, let's come on, game, come on. Oh, I've got to click play now. I forgot about that. So <laughs> it doesn't automatically do it when you don't confirm changes. So, yeah. So there, there's some etiquette to learn as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's definitely something I've never done either. Definitely couldn't catch me doing that. Um, 100%. I definitely I, I also didn't didn't shout down the microphone, that's how you use Calhan Oglu to AJ when I went 4-0 <laughs> up against him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Just just a, a degree of humility sometimes. Not all the time, yeah. but sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah I, I personally, I, I think the... Uh, tag team term or what a fantastic concept um for a tournament as well um watching the two of you um drafting in sync as well um was brilliant it was it was an experience but it was a brilliant one um watching you both do everything simultaneously um it's worth pointing out i don't know if it's ever come up before it's worth pointing out obviously we've had the tag team term old tournament um but i think the reigning champions are uh friends of the pod uh shout out alistair and how we roll owen um, they are the reigning tag team champions. Uh, they do have uh, an upcoming title defense. Um, do against, they? Uh, they do. 
they do against quite a formidable tag team. Um, it's me. Hello. <laughs> Remember me uh, and, and former host of this podcast, Tony Jameson. Um, it was arranged a little while ago, uh, but we had to postpone due to things like Christmas and uh, Owen getting married, uh, possibly to Ali. I don't know. I've not seen the photos, <laughs> but if, you know, he could do a lot worse. Uh, Ali, you're a catch and a beautiful human being. Um, but yeah, we there, there is going to be, uh, there is going to be at some point, um, now we're in the new year, that's, that's going to happen. Although, although having watched the two of you kind of drafting in sync, and knowing that things like spellings are going to come into the play, um, I think Tony and I are going to have two completely different squads by the end of it. Um, spelling, forward planning, and synchronicity—not not any of our strong suits. So that's going to be an experience for everybody involved. Uh, but I'm massively looking forward to that as well. Um, I, I really, really enjoy the concept. I, I love the concept. I think it's a really, really interesting one. Um, and in a game like Football Manager where you know you can play it however you like and there's so many variations on that to have something like that which is so it's it's not been done before to my knowledge i've not seen a pvp competition ran that way before so yes big big shout out big shout out to the guys that are running it because it's an interesting concept there's also a singles title as well which wickdiv currently has abby so they've been brilliant Mm -hmm. they won the 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 world heavyweight fm championship over Mm -hmm. the christmas new year break so congrats to them as well but it's it's a great setup it's a great concept mm. uh, to sort of merge wrestling and football manager because there's quite a lot of uh, fm community that are connected to wrestling in some form in terms of as a viewer um mm-hmm. some as we know maybe as a participant in wrestling matches as well but uh, most of us just as a viewer but yeah it's, it's really mm. good so uh, well done to everybody involved in that setup Mm-hmm. Absolutely, hundred percent. So uh, again, it's it's an exciting competition. I'm just excited. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing again how it develops over over the next over over the remainder of kind of this game cycle. So uh, yeah, you do realise if in any way you win your tag team title opportunity, you've got a big bullseye on your head. Yeah, we we are the, we are the lovely aware. fences coming for you. Yeah. We are. Yeah. I'll allow it. I'll absolutely tell him, allow it. Kev. Yeah. <laughs> well, ooh, what a rush! Um, yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, oh, there you go. Um, hold on, just, just where's my dictaphone? Uh, potential for episode title. Ooh, what an Ian rush! There we go. Just, that's, that's on camera. Um, nobody steal that please uh, until I've got the chance to use it fantastic I might just use it this week out of principle there you go do it that, that, that's that's how that's how forward planning works on this podcast um so there you go wonderful wonderful PvP experiences um and and hopefully loads more of those to talk about this year as well um excellent stuff um now moving on we have uh we, we haven't done it for a little while we haven't done it for a little while um Last year, we we kind of opened up a section of the podcast to you guys, to the viewers, um, to the listeners. Uh, and we thought, you know, we, we asked, we said, hey, what do you guys want to know? Ask us some questions. And last time we did this, we had loads of excellent responses. And it was really, really great fun to sit down and talk about them and answer them. Um, we've done the same this week. And we've had responses, um, some of which I've been bullied in, which is uh, <laughs> excellent. Excellent stuff. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. But we'll ask the questions. We will ask the questions because that's who we are as people, because uh, I believe in democracy uh, and I believe in a system where you, the audience, get to interact with us no matter how mean you're being. Um, 
lovely questions. Uh, we'll start with um, somebody we've just mentioned, uh, how we roll Owen, um, the now married. Um, Owen's asked us, um, whose content are you enjoying this year? Um, if you guys want to have a think about it for a second, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to start here. I'm happy to get the ball rolling. Uh, Owen, I am enjoying everybody's content but yours. Um, I think everybody's <laughs> doing a really, really wonderful job this year, apart from you. Um, so if you could sort that out, I'd massively appreciate it. Oh, and I'm joking. You're doing a really, really good job. Um, no, I, th I think every, I think everybody's up their game this year. Um, you know, I think there's, there's quite a few newer creators that have moved into the space or kind of become more prominent um, over the last kind of six months or so. Um, start of a new game cycle. Um, always kind of, you know, puts, puts people's content in that shop window. Um, I'm just going to say, uh, I've been really enjoying this year. Uh, why Callum? I, th I think Callum's having a great time at the moment. I think his streams have been excellent. Um, he's been, you know, he's been on panels uh, for the playoffs. He was on drafts and crafts as we were recording this last night. Uh, and we learned he is an expert at pouring drinks. Um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, I've, I've really been enjoying Callum this year. Really, really been enjoying Callum. Um, it was really, really nice to get to meet him in Nottingham at FMT Live. He's just a nice man that makes just really, really nice FM content. So yeah, shout out to Callum and everything that he's doing. That's what I've been enjoying, Owen. Um, Jeb, what about you, pal? Who's uh, who, who are you liking this year? I've not watched that much content this year, unfortunately. I've only seen, obviously, what's into the... Obviously, we are seven days into the year, so I'm going to go off this rather than this game cycle. I've not watched too much, but I think... Participants in the playoffs have been exciting to watch. Uh, shout out to Salty B for probably the moment of the draft where in pick number two, he drafted Koulibaly and then he got to pick number four and he was rapidly searching for Koulibaly. I was like, where is he? I can't find him. You can see the panic on his face. He got to like five seconds, five seconds left and he was like, oh, I'll go for somebody else. That that was that was very, very entertaining on that side of things. Uh, usual hits. I mean, Clates, Clates, I always enjoy his Saturday morning content, uh, Sunday as well. Same with second yellow card as well. I'm, I'm enjoying his uh, Budapest save that he's got going, building building a nation, seeing if that one can work out as well. And the, one of the biggest things that I've enjoyed more than anything over the probably the last three, four years has been TFO football. TFO football's amazing content, like the stuff that they put out. The cartoon, the animations, and all the stuff that comes with it. I think uh, they, they released a book as well over Christmas. I think that I've got my eye on getting that as well because that'll be a perfect little little dining table book. That type of thing, just to have a flick through and how to watch football on those lines. Tifo's been outstanding in many many lines of covering different things. I think their stuff about the World's Cup, both sides of it. So they did an actual uh, history of Qatar just general history as well and then went into the football side of things but then also the they did a i think they, they went through 13 or 17 countries to get to qatar and they did a full vlog on that that was brilliant content as well just going to old football stadiums meeting old players etc they had all of their camera equipment stolen along the way as well so they had to cover that uh yeah I've, i think tifos a, a big a big thing that i do consume quite a lot of mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, Kev, what about you, pal? Who uh, who have you got your eye on this year? Who are you enjoying? Um, so, uh, again, like like Jeb, a little bit. I, I, I don't watch an awful lot of FM content, if I'm totally honest. I feel like um, I've got enough of a handle on how to do this, whatever this mm -hmm. is, as a, either a YouTuber or now as a streamer, 
um, that I don't often go trying to find uh, new things or ideas or what other people are doing necessarily. I just mm -hmm. go for entertainment more than anything else a lot of the time. Uh, and I tend to go off and do other things other, other than FM when I'm not doing my own stuff. But there are a few uh, people that I do check out. Um, and so on the YouTube side of things, I, I very much um, stopped YouTube myself a few months ago and haven't really been back too much to it in terms of FM. But one guy that I genuinely don't understand why he's not one of the biggest completely by size and reputation and love of the community uh, compared to everyone is just FM Llama. I love Llama's stuff. His YouTube stuff is so unique and so interesting because he's unique and interesting and different, but just such a lovely guy as well. But mm -hmm. go and check out his YouTube stuff. It is so much fun. He's so he's got such a great sense of humor as Llama. So I really love his stuff. So uh, big shout out to everybody on the manager seat, uh, both Stinger and JDFM as well. So they're they're doing a great job. But I love Llama. So go check out his stuff. But mostly. If I'm watching any form of FM content, it's on Twitch, mm -hmm. just in the background while I'm doing other things or whatever. Um, and there's a few people that I could shout out. I mean, there's this young whippersnapper just starting out that you might have heard of called Dr. Benji. Um, I, he's, you know, he needs a bit of a boost, so we'll, we'll, we'll help him and give him a shout out. Um, but genuinely, I sit in his streams. I don't always interact very much. There's a lot of people in there. They all want his attention. That's all absolutely fine. So I just have him on. But he's interesting to listen to because he's got a real interesting perspective on the game, on the community, on his position in it, on the drafting scene, on lots of stuff. And you can often get lots of interesting snippets from him. So I'm often sitting in there when he's streaming. Um, to be totally honest, the two of you guys, since we've connected up, I've sat in your streams more than I used to, which has been really fantastic, as much as I can. And I've really enjoyed being in there. You know, smaller communities, but a really interesting, fun time. Different types of streamers as well from Jeb and Rich, which is really interesting. So go and check those two out as well. The other guy that I spend most time in uh, is He Who Must Not Be Named um in in the, the old gaffer of the fmt tony i i really love his streams i think it's got a great feel on a uh, an evening just in those sort of later hours just winding down the day a little bit and having tony on in the background and, and chatting to him a little bit so i love to do that but those are my main things other than drafting shows and other bits and pieces that i try and keep up with but yeah go check those guys llama specifically on youtube i think he's an absolute superstar go check these two guys out rich and, and jeb they're doing great stuff dr benji needs all the help doesn't he really bless him so go give him and tony i just i really enjoy his streams so that's me mm -hmm. No, that, I think that's that's a very valid point you know um ben's pushing for affiliate at the moment i think we can all get him yeah. over the line together somehow um, Somehow, somehow we, we can do it. <laughs> and as 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 you say, you know, we, we, we do joke about Tony a lot on the pod, um, but his his content's just and quite right. <laughs> and rightly so, and rightly, and rightly there was a lot there was a lot to joke about, pal. Um, but content wise at the moment, he's 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 doing bits. Um, I think he's he's on the cusp of you know partner numbers at the moment, and it, you can see why. You can absolutely see why he's having He's like, you look, he's having a great time playing the game. Um, I think his British Steel Challenge is, is excellent. Um, it's insane. It's, really, <laughs> it's 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 fantastic. It's it's 
everything. It's it's perfect Tony content. Um, it's the only thing so, that's going to go longer than Kev's save. So that's, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They, they are going to be battling it out together. Um, yeah, four, maybe five seasons in here now. He might be about to win a league title. Who knows? Yeah. Um, he's only got all of the other ones to win. Um, it's been great. It's 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 really, really, really good. It's so unlikely if you're watching or listening to this part of that you are not also um, consuming Tony's content on Twitch. But if you're not, please do. It's really, really, really good. And also, also um, shout out to other former host of podcast uh, or one of the other former hosts of podcast, um, Matt. Um, if you've been following Matt on Twitter, uh, you, you would have seen his updates. He was doing a journeyman save. Uh, now he's attempting a, I'm not even going to, no, he wasn't doing a journeyman. Sorry, he was doing the um, he was doing the Pentagon. He was doing the Pentagon challenge. Uh, he's now doing, and I can't. I'm not even going to attempt the name of the shape that he's now referencing. Essentially, a twenty. If you look up a twenty-nine sided shape, um, he's doing a that to gone, um, where he's going to try and and win the MLS with all twenty-nine uh, MLS teams because he's a maniac, uh, and I'm really really looking forward to watching Matt lose his mind on Twitter um, over the remainder of the game cycle as he attempts to do that. So that's always great fun. Um, it's just it's it's a Twitter thread, but you know just the effort he puts in, just the graphics, effort, everything everything about it, it's textbook Matt. So uh, give um, that a little check out as well. Rich, can I add one else. more thing in? Oh please, yeah, by all um, means. And it, it it's uh, remiss of me not to have put it in my original section because it is genuinely true. But having mentioned uh, everybody that's been part of FMT, uh, mm -hmm. FM girl Alice has been um, mm -hmm. going through some stuff recently, which has been really interesting to hear about and read about mm -hmm. in terms of some of the um, posts that they've put on uh, in Twitter, etc. But their streams are really unique. She's uh, got a real different style about her compared to a lot of people but that's not the thing that i want to talk about again it's really remiss of me because it is genuinely true i still say her 433 comic is one of the best bits of fm content out there every few days whenever she releases one it's absolutely fantastic just go and find her on twitter and follow the content that they put out there on their 433 uh, comic book strip because it is still some of my favorite uh fm content definitely and, and the street the streams are wonderful bruv yo <laughs> yeah uh, I have to add every single time yeah yeah every <laughs> single time i chat in her chat i'll, I'll add bruv and yo on because i think i think that's what you're supposed to say uh you, <laughs> she didn't say fam that's i learned that this week or <laughs> so or blood so I'm, 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 I'm getting there with it <laughs> Yes, bruv, blood fan. That's the one. That's all you need. Um, exactly. Friendo. Exactly. Friendo. Exactly. Yeah. Alice, when it comes to the 433 comic, Alice doesn't miss. It's it's consistently brilliant. So, yeah, yeah shout out, Alice. Um, you're doing the Lord's work, friendo. Uh, and we appreciate it enormously. Um, it's one. Of, it's genuinely one of the things that whenever it pops up on my Twitter feed, I, 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 I'm always excited to read it. So it's, it's, just, it's just so good because it's just everything is so true. There's yep. never any, and yeah. As a side to side to Alice, uh, obviously big big fan of Alice and started streaming because of Alice. Uh, Tim Lewis this week joined the FM Players Draft. He didn't get enough recognition for dre dressing as Elvis, Elvis with a puppet with an Elvis puppet next to him. Slightly, slightly worried about 
like where his mental state was because he was <laughs> chatting away to that puppet a little bit too much. I mean, this is a, this is a guy who didn't drink before we started doing the FM playoffs. He's he's had he's had a few shots on on various drafts and various things along those lines. We're hoping we're and now he's gone from murder ball to king ball, but this aggressive team or aggressive style of football he wants to play, it seems to be bleeding into himself as well. And the arrogance is, <laughs> is getting to Owen levels. And I think that's the only way we could say <laughs> that's, that's, that's where we are with it. That's the top of the scale. That is the top yeah. of the FM arrogant scale. There he is, yeah. um, King, King of the Castle. But there's uh, somebody who's coming for the throne, apparently, and it's Tim yeah. Lewis. Um, yeah. fantastic. No, fantastic stuff. Yeah, he, he, he went all out all out in the draft and uh, it was it was an experience definitely a, 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 a fun one don't get me wrong but an experience watching it for sure um right who else wanted to know things um we had um question from craig uh Aya craig uh, what is each host's favorite personal save of all time and what made it so special um again good question that good question um Again, I'm happy to, I'll, I'll, I'll kick off because I've, I've got one in mind. It's not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's my favourite of all time, but it's one that does hold a very, very special place in my heart. Uh, back on FM15, uh, I had uh, an Everton save. Uh, I don't know why I chose Everton, um, but the reason it's so special for me is that that save was born of um, basically literally born of my son uh because my son was born in 2015 and my son was not and to an extent still is not seven years later a great sleeper so i spent a lot of time um first year of my son's life being very very awake <laughs> and you know being very very awake of an evening and needing something to do while my wife slept uh, generally bled into me sitting lying in bed and playing football manager um, waiting for my son to wake up every 45 minutes and needing something um, so I played I think it was over the course of that year I, I played a really really long-winded Everton save and just really really enjoyed it like I say there was no specific reason for me choosing Everton um, I wasn't you know it wasn't like I'm desperate to play with the uh, at the time, players like Ross Barkley, uh, although in hindsight, I probably was, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, it was, I think it was just the the emotional connection, knowing that I was doing that alongside being a new dad and trying to figure out all the things that come along with that. Um, yeah, it was just a save that I played at a really, really interesting time in my life. And I don't think I played very much of it when the sun was up. So it was mostly, you know, after, after bedtimes, so it was kind of, you know, everyone went to sleep, you know, uh, Mrs. O would go to sleep, would try, try and get the baby down. She was exhausted and she'd just fall asleep straight after the baby at mo most evenings. So I'd just lie there, tinkering around with save, messing around with tactics and, you know, just, just having, and generally speaking, just having a nice time. Um, yeah, it was, it was a fun save at a very, very interesting time in my life. So that one always will hold a very, very special place in my heart. Don't think I won a huge amount. I think, you know, maybe a couple of FA Cups along the road, but, uh, but yeah, that was it was just a nice one. It was just a, a nice one, I think. Nice time at Everton. That's a weird sentence, but it was it was it was good. We had good times. Uh Kev, what about you, my friend? Have you uh, any any that stand out in your mind from years gone by? So yeah, I've got two for you. One before making content on the football manager, and then one since having made content on the football manager as well. So the first one was many, many years ago, sometime in the 90s. Can't remember exactly which one, but there was an occasion, uh, there was a moment in the game where you could actually run out of leagues to play, uh, um, 
in terms of time and how many seasons you played because they could only um, bring in so much data into the, uh, the game, etc. So I actually completed the game at one point and did 30 seasons. Can't remember too much about it, but know that I did and kind of felt surreal to get that far in and look back on the managerial record of like 19 league titles or whatever it was that I achieved at the time. It was great. But that was the first one many, many years ago before it basically became never-ending seemingly at this point. Um, the, the other one for me was one that I did on YouTube. Uh, I think it was in 20, I want to say, maybe 19, can't remember, 20, I think. Uh, my first iteration of Rolling in the Isles, which was my British Isles Journeyman series. Uh, start with no qualifications and try and find your way up to the top echelon of English football, basically, and try and get to a Champions League final would be the end point of the series, whether you win or lose it, basically. Uh, so that was the, the one. But the reason it was special to me at that point is it gave me the first moment of real understanding that I could potentially go somewhere as a content creator. Uh, it gave me the Loki Doki shout out during that period of time on my YouTube channel that, uh, you know, blew my channel up in that sense. It gave me interaction with a wider group of people because of that. And uh, it enabled me to find my route into the wider FM community in a lot of ways as well through various connections. And it was just that moment in time where I just sat and thought, actually, something can be done with this. I don't know what it is. And now, subsequently, it's changed and I'm not doing YouTube anymore. I'm doing streaming instead. But yeah, there was a moment in there where it just felt this was good. It was good content. I think uh, it can always be improved on, obviously. But it's also something that if I succeed in the challenge and get home to England this time around in FM23, and there's no guarantees of that, I might bring it back on the stream for 24, maybe because I enjoyed the, the actual process of the British Isles Journeyman series so much. So, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. And, you know, it's, they, they get that positivity that, you know, it's you're going to be able to make that content in FM24 and not still be in, you know, some far-off European country <laughs> trying to find your way back. And I, yeah. and I did get to a European Champions final in my first iteration, and I lost it. So I've still got something I can achieve with the series. Unfinished business. <laughs> Love that. Um, Jeb, what about you, pal? Uh, 15, 14 or 15, I had Burnley one year and Birmingham the next and did really well with them, but I can't remember the details. So I'm going to ones that are a, bit, a little bit more recent. 19, I, I started with Morecambe and I got to League One with them and I couldn't really go much further because budgets just didn't allow, I couldn't get the stadium any bigger and it was, we just run out. And we, to be fair, we were second in... Uh, League One, and I think I had a disagreement with the board, and Northampton came in for this, so I went to Northampton instead. It was a strange move over, and Joey Barton took over at Morecambe, and he lost every game for the rest of the season. They went down. It was like this. It's like it was almost like beautiful irony. But then Northampton, we we developed a load of youth players. We got up to the Premier League, and I bought thirty-seven-year-old Luis Suarez. Uh, on a free transfer, but I couldn't register him for the league, so he could only play in the FA Cup. Uh, and in that FA Cup, uh, he scored in every single round, including the final, to win the FA Cup for Northampton, which just weren't abuse. It was like like special teams like you have in like NFL, but he only played the FA Cup. That's what he came in for. And then the other side was Stoke was was in the Championship, so we're, we went to Stoke in FM20, and that was. 
a lot of fun. Uh, we had a reasonably decent side. We had Rian Brewster up front on loan, and we brought in Yao Pedro from Watford. And they were two strikers. We had several other players, I can't remember the names. So we got to the League Cup final. Uh, yeah, we got to the League Cup final. We were playing Arsenal, who were top of the Premier League. And in the first 20 minutes, we went 4 0 up against them. And I was like, crap <laughs> like i didn't expect this i thought we just thought like we've, we've got here we scraped here i remember we played tottenham in the semi-final we beat them like in the last minute of extra time and yeah so we got, got to Arsenal, went four nil up and we ended up winning seven nil against arsenal in the league cup final and that nice. was that was quite quite a thing and i remember while i think while the cup final was going it was one that I streamed i had probably my first big raid like my first like 100 plus raid as well so it was quite nice i was fully decked out in suit and everything because it was a cup final because they're the rules apparently so yeah it was that that stoke save i think yeah pedro rian brewster i'm trying to think of the other players that we had in there but it was it was a slowly developing stoke thing the issue i've i've had with streams and recently is i just i think bournemouth's probably the longest last last season was the longest i've gone into a thing on a twitch stream i just didn't have the time unfortunately I only got about three four seasons into that stoke save but I would have liked to have continued it further. But you, once a new game comes out, you have to delete all content that previously existed because <laughs> no one gives a crap about it anymore because <laughs> there's a new game out. So there we are. Excellent stuff. Uh, you know, I enjoy. You know, I, I remember I've watched quite a lot of your Bournemouth, Dave. Uh, that was yeah. great fun. Um, so yeah, like I say, it's uh, time constraints are, are, are arguably one of the most difficult things when it comes to streaming. Yeah, Bo um, Bournemouth actually started in Sweden where I won the league. So much like Kev... Oh, no, he didn't, did he, last year? Oh, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Yeah. I remember yeah, that. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's, yeah. Again, I, I found winning the league in Sweden quite easy. But yeah, again, that, again that's just me. That's who I am. Me, 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 me. There we go. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um Excellent. There we go. So that nice little, nice little content walk down memory lane. Um, we've got a question here from um, Tony Jameson, um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, hi, Tony. Uh, it says, Rich, after seeing Jebaru join Kev as someone who's lifted PvP gold, when do you feel is a good time con to consider doing the same? Um, win the tag bouts with me, Tony. Let's just do that. There you go. And if you can't do that, then... Technically, my PvP failures are your fault. So, uh, fair. Plus, I've, I've heard as host of this podcast, you have to be a slow burner when it comes to uh, <laughs> PvP as well. You can't be good for at least a year. Um, I learned it from you, Tony. Um, so there you go. Yeah, we'll we'll win the tag belts off uh, off off Ali and, and and Ogham, and everything will be fine. We'll do that together. That'll be good. Um, and our final question. Our final question uh, is a two-parter um, from a friend of the pod, Dave Goodyear. Hiya, Dave. Hope you're well, mate. Um, Dave says, what do I want to know? Um, how's Mexico, Rich? Um, cheers, Dave. Uh, on a more serious note, uh, when is the first FMT versus the community draft taking place? Uh, that's a two-part question. I think we'll, we'll probably talk about part one of that question on another podcast uh, because, you know, before I can talk about managing in Mexico, I'll probably have to have a go at it, having never done it before. Because um, <laughs> it's, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it's really, really easy. Um, second question, uh, FMT uh, versus the community draft. What an excellent question. And in my opinion, what an excellent idea. We should probably do one of those. I think that would be a nice thing to do at some point. Um, 
watch this space, Dave. Watch this space because I think it'd be a fun thing to do. Uh, we will pick an evening and we will do a draft. Um, obviously, you know, um, some of us, well, all three of us in some vague capacity, uh, two of us significantly more so than the other. Um, again, for reference, that's them too. That's <laughs> Jeb and Kev. Um, they are very, very heavily involved in the, the FM playoffs um, across Path of the Playoffs and the actual playoffs and the competition themselves. So finding a bit of time when potentially all of us are free, uh, we will look for some dates and and we will definitely do one. We will do we'll do a draft. We'll we'll get some people in. Um, anybody who wants to take part can take part. It's it's not ranked. It's not particularly serious. Uh, we'll pick a draft pool. We'll pick some budgets and we'll have a good time of an evening. We'll do that, shall we? Does that sound good to you? I think that sounds good to you, Dave. Absolutely. Would you like to be in it? I'm assuming you would. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll pick a day. Um, keep an eye on the socials. So we'll, we'll announce it on Twitter. We'll put it on our FMT Discord. Both of those things will be linked um, below this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube or, or however you are consuming pod, there'll be links to all of those things uh, contained in there. But yeah, I think a nice community draft would be a bit of fun. Um, and hey, maybe I'll win. Who knows? I know, I know uh, the draft pool as well. It's 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 players only named Rich, Kev, or Jeb. That's, that's basically what we're going to yeah, go for. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Enjoy all of yes. those. Enjoy all yep. of those players because some of them might be good. Yep. Um, lovely. Thank you, audience, for your questions. Uh, I appreciated most of them. Um, <laughs> really, really good of you. Um, right. Well, I don't know how you guys feel, but I, I think that's a podcast. And I still think that's a great catchphrase. Hey, hey, there you go. Get that on a T-shirt. I don't know why I'm saying that to you. It's If that's ever going to happen, it's probably my responsibility, isn't it? Yeah. Lovely. All right, cracking. Well, yeah, hey, I've had a really, really nice time this week. It's been lovely to be back. Um, Jeb said at the beginning of the record, he, yeah, he's been looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it. Uh, and that has absolutely flown by. Um, before we leave, before we leave, before we get going, um, I think we do the traditional, where can we all find each other um, online uh, or emotionally, either or, <laughs> both work. Um, Jeb, we'll start with you, pal. If people want to keep up to date with uh, your adventures in Italy uh, and all the other wonderful things that you do on Twitch, including a quite wonderful GTA roleplay, uh, where can they find you doing that, pal? Uh, Jebaru on Twitch and the Jebaru on Twitter. Wonderful. Easy as that. Easy as that. If you're not following both those things, what are you doing with your I, I don't have a um, schedule, so I can't really say when I'm going to be on. But I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know on Twitter, and then you go to Twitch from there. That's probably the easiest way. There you go. There you go. It's a system. It's a system. Yep. Um, Kev, if people would like to watch you uh, dominating the Ukrainian Football League, <laughs> um, where can they find you doing that? Uh, so you can find me at the United City FM, both on Twitter and Twitch. I'm on Twitch most weekday afternoons, 3 till 5 p.m. I am in great pain over what Shakhtar are doing to me. Come and help me support, uh, figure that one out next week at some point. Um, I, I'm usually in these kind of situations when I'm on different playoffs and other things, I, I shout out the podcast and give that, but I kind of don't need to this time. Continue watching the podcast because we're great and it's lovely <laughs> to do. So it's fantastic. But yeah, come and find me at the United City FM. Love to have you along. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, as for me, um, at Rich Owens FM on Twitter and twitch.tv forward slash Rich Owens FM. Um, come and find me on both those platforms doing football management of some description. Um, we have a good time. 
we have a very, very, very good time. Uh, if you like to watch a middle-aged man having an existential crisis, then have I got a platform? Have I got a Twitch channel for you? Um, brilliant. There we go. That's us, I think. Um, lovely to be back. Uh, I've had a brilliant time. Um, thank you all for watching. Um, and we hope to see you all very, very, very soon for another episode of Football Manager Therapy. Take care. Love you lots. Bye. <laughs>